Hello, my name is Will, and I'm joined here today with attorney Richard Hastings of Hastings, Cohen, and Walsh, LLP, a personal injury lawyer in Ridgefield, Connecticut. The firm has offices throughout the state of Connecticut and serves the area in and around Danbury, Norwalk, Stamford, Bridgeport, New Haven, Hartford, New Britain, and Waterbury, Connecticut. Richard focuses his practice on personal injury and litigation and has received numerous awards, including being named one of the 10 best attorneys for Connecticut in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Personal Injury Attorneys. Attorney Hastings has also been named one of the top 100 trial lawyers in Connecticut by the National Trial Lawyers. He is AV rated by Martindale, its highest designation, and has been named to its bar registry of preeminent attorneys. He is a member of the Million Dollar Advocates Forum a prestigious group of trial lawyers in the United States in which less than 1% of all lawyers in the country are members. He has been named a Connecticut super lawyer and a New England super lawyer. He has been named to multiple best lawyers and top attorney lists. He has written over 10 books and is a best-selling author. His articles have been published in the Connecticut Law Tribune and New York State Trial Lawyers Magazine. Today we're going to talk about some general topics concerning personal injury law in Connecticut. Welcome, Richard. How are you? I'm great, Will. How are you? Hey, doing great. Richard, if I was injured somewhere in Connecticut, how would I know if I need a personal injury lawyer? That is a great question, Will. The first thing is, and people should understand this, that not everyone that has been injured in an accident needs to hire a personal injury lawyer. But every person who has been involved in an accident needs to speak with a personal injury lawyer. But in answer to your question, you probably will need the services of a personal injury lawyer if you've been seriously injured or wronged in some way as a result of an accident, whether it's a car, truck, motorcycle, crosswalk, drunk driver, distracted driving accident, medical malpractice case, a case involving a defective product, a slip and fall or trip and fall accident, if you've been bitten or attacked by a dog, if you have some type of sports injury or head injury, or if you've been injured in any other way. But the real question that people should ask is, why should I hire a lawyer? Because many people think this doesn't seem very complicated. I can do this myself. Why should I go to the expense of hiring a personal injury lawyer? And the answer to that question is really quite simple. And the answer is that you want to put the most amount of money in your pocket as you can. So there was an Insurance Institute study that was conducted a number of years ago, and they researched accident cases where people handled them themselves versus accident cases where the injured party hired a lawyer. And that study found that people that were represented by lawyers ended up with more money in their pockets after they hired their lawyer and after they paid the expenses, then did those that represented themselves. So it's an important consideration that people need to speak to a lawyer right away, and then they can make an informed and an intelligent decision as to whether or not they want to hire a lawyer. And I speak to people all the time where I tell them, listen, I don't think you need a lawyer, but I'll tell you what you need to do. So it's important that they make that initial call as soon as possible. Typically, how soon after I am injured should I contact a personal injury lawyer? Well, the easy answer is immediately. And the reason for this is because you could unknowingly do something 
wrong or make some type of a mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars or could literally end up destroying your case altogether. So one of the reasons that you want to contact an attorney immediately is that there may be witnesses that are involved that witnessed your case that you need to speak with. And the longer you wait to interview them, the more difficult it is for them to specifically recall what happened in the case. There might need to, there, you might be, there might be a need to hire an expert to go out to the accident site. And you want to have that done as close to the accident as possible, or pictures might need to be taken. So it's important that people contact a personal injury lawyer as soon as possible for a great number of reasons. What are the things that I need to be doing immediately, right after this happens, after I have been injured? Well, number one, assuming you're involved in some kind of a motor vehicle accident, you want to make sure you tell the police officer why the other party is at fault. To the extent you're able, you should take as many pictures as possible of the accident site, of the vehicles involved, and any defects that might have caused your accident and any and all other photographic information or evidence that could assist your lawyer in the development of your case. Here's a big problem that a lot of people make. If you're not feeling well or you're in pain, many people at the accident site will refuse medical treatment. They'll say they don't want to be taken by ambulance to the hospital. That's a big mistake. So if you're injured and you're not feeling well, you should be taken from the accident site to the nearest hospital in an ambulance. And then when you get to the hospital, you want to be as specific as possible in describing all of your pain complaints and the challenges that you're having as a result of your accident. The other thing you'll find, which is quite surprising, is that you would be contacted by an insurance adjuster as quickly as possible. So you want to tell that insurance adjuster that you have a personal injury lawyer or that you will be speaking with a personal injury lawyer so that you don't give that that person any information about your case. And then the most important thing you should do as kind of a, a, an umbrella to all of this is that you should contact an experienced personal injury lawyer as soon as possible. What are the things that I should never do after I have been injured in an accident? Well, one of the things which is a corollary to the things you should always do is if you're injured, you should not refuse medical treatment. You should be taken to the, the nearest hospital via ambulance. And you shouldn't downplay your injuries because many times people kind of think in their head, oh, my gosh, I could have been killed or my injuries could have been worse. So they tend to say, I'm all right, I'm okay, it's not that bad. But what the doctor is really asking you is what problems are you having? What pain are you experiencing? What is wrong with you? Because you want to give that information to them so they can develop a plan, so they can figure out what's wrong with you. And then when they discharge you, they can give you discharge instructions as to what doctors you should follow up with. So that's very, very important. The other thing you should never do is speak with the insurance adjuster of the at-fault party. Now, the surprising thing is, you might be contacted as early as the next day or maybe even that afternoon. And the insurance adjuster will say something like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that you were involved in this accident. And we found out from our insured that they caused your accident. 
and we're so sorry about that. But I wanted to reach out to you because we want to make sure that your medical bills are paid, that your lost wages are paid, and that we can work with you to see that you're compensated for all of your accident-related injuries and damages. So right away, as the injured party, you're thinking, oh, my God, this is incredible. I, you know, I don't need a lawyer, number one, because I can just work with the insurance adjuster, and this is great. The thing you lose sight of is the fact that the insurance adjuster is being paid to get, make sure that you get the least amount of money possible for your injuries and damages. This person is not your friend. This person is not there to help you. This person is to pay you the least amount of money possible. So one of the things the adjuster will say to you is, listen, just to get your claim processed, I need to take a, a recorded statement from you. Is that okay? And you're thinking, well, you know, I want my medical bills paid. I want my lost wages paid. I want my car fixed. So if this is what they have to do to open my claim, of course, let me give a recorded statement. And then you may be asked questions like, now tell me about the accident. You know, what was the speed limit? It was 25 miles an hour. And how fast were you going? Oh, maybe I was going about 35. Oh, so you were speeding. Well, I was going, you know, a little bit over the speed limit. Okay. And then when you approached our insurance car, why didn't you jam on the brake? Why didn't you turn to the right? Why didn't you turn to the left? Well, you know, I was adjusting the radio or I was talking on my phone or they came out of nowhere and I really didn't see them. So what they're trying to do is elicit information from you that's going to undermine your case. Then they'll ask you questions like, well, if your back hurts, have you ever had any back injuries before? Well, you know, when I played football in high school, I had a back injury. Oh, I see. And then about five years ago, I had a workers' compensation claim where I hurt my back. Oh, I see. So all of a sudden, they're going to claim that these are pre-existing injuries that had nothing to do with this accident. So by giving a recorded statement, you're giving the adjuster all of this information that is going to be used against you later to reduce the value of your claim and to pay you the least amount of money possible. So don't speak with the insurance adjuster. Certainly don't give a recorded statement. Do not sign any documents for the adjuster and never wait to contact a personal injury board. How long will it take me to resolve my accident or injury claim? Great case. A great question. So the answer is it depends on a number of factors. So generally speaking, we have to wait until an injured party gets to what's called maximum medical improvement. So if you're involved in an accident, you go to the doctor and you treat and you treat and you treat and you treat and you treat. And at some point, the doctor says to you, Will, there's nothing more that we can do for you, which means one of two things. Either you're in the exact same medical situation you were in a second before the accident, or you have some type of a rateable disability. And if you have a rateable disability, your attorney will then write to the doctor and request a very detailed narrative and final medical report that says what kind of care and treatment you've received, what kind of problems you've experienced, how long all of this took, and most importantly, what is your permanent disability rating? So it depends upon the amount of time that, that transpires between the date of your accident and when you're discharged from your doctor after you've reached maximum medical improvement. Now, there are certain exceptions to that, and one of the exceptions might be is if there is insufficient limits of liability to cover you for your accident. So let's assume your case is worth $300,000, and the person that caused your accident only has $100,000 and has no other assets. 
you might be able to resolve that case earlier than the time when you reach maximum medical improvement because there's not enough insurance coverage. So it really depends upon the situation, upon the facts, about whether or not you had pre-existing injuries, whether or not you're treating with multiple doctors. A lot of it goes into the determination as to when you can resolve your case. How much is my accident or injury case worth? So, Will, I speak to people who have been injured in accidents all the time, and they call me up and they say to me, I would like to ask you a number of questions about my case. And I say, of course. One of the questions inevitably will be, what is the value of my case? And I say to the injured party who I'm speaking to on the phone, I say to them, I will answer that question after you answer this question for me. And they're very curious to find out how much their case is worth. So they say to me, of course, what question can I answer for you? And I say to them, how do you like my tie? And there's silence on the other end of the phone. And I hear, well, how can I tell you what I think of your tie if I can't see your tie? And I say to them, that's pretty much like your personal injury case. I would need to know what are your total medical bills? What are your total lost wages? What are your future medical bills? What are your future lost wages? How has this accident affected you from a pain standpoint, from a suffering standpoint? What type of permanent disability rating have you incurred? What other you know, challenges or limitations have you had with regard to your accident? How long has it taken you to treat? What extraordinary circumstances are present? So all of those things go into the determination of the value of a personal injury case. So in Connecticut, we look at two things. We look at number one, liability. And in Connecticut, we follow what's called the modified comparative negligence standard, which means that we look at the liability of the injured party relative to the liability of the person that caused the accident. And if the person that is injured is 50% or less at fault, that person can recover money damages. If the person is 51% or more, more at fault, they can't collect any money damages. But the flip side of that coin is if you're found to be 25% at fault in your accident, then your recovery is reduced by 25%. So a lot of this depends upon, number one, liability. In many of these cases, the liability is 100% on the other party, and the injured party has no liability. The next thing we look at are what are your damages? And there are two types of damages. There were called economic damages and non-economic damages. And economic damages are things that you can add up to the penny. What are your total lost wages? What are your total medical bills? What are your out-of-pocket expenses? What are your prescription charges? What type of physical therapy bills did you receive? What type of psychiatric or mental health bills have you incurred? All of those things are your economic damages. The things that are more difficult to calculate are your non-economic damages. What type of pain did you endure? What type of suffering did you go through? What type of permanent disability rating did you incur? How old are you and how does this affect you? Were you a very active person before the accident or were you very sedentary? So you have to take all of this information and it's like looking at a big pie with all these slices in it. An experienced personal injury lawyer will be able to sit down with you at the conclusion of your case when all the information is gathered. And what we do is we put together a very comprehensive settlement demand package where we answer every single question an insurance adjuster could have about the case, the liability, the medical treatment, 
the medical uh, expenses that were incurred, future medicals, future lost wages, the disability rating, the pain and suffering. And then based upon all that, the case has a value. And at that point in time, we'll sit down with the client and say, your case has a value of X. And then we'll talk about how we go about getting that type of a value through a settlement. And if we can't get it through a settlement, then we put the case into suit. And is this expensive? How can I hire a personal injury lawyer if I don't have any money? You know, Will, that's a question that we're asked all the time. And it, it's somewhat surprising to me that this is not common knowledge. And the answer to that question is, you don't have to have a dime. You could be penniless. Because our attorneys take these cases on what's called a contingency fee basis, which means there's no recovery unless and until we recover money damages for you. What our firm also does is we advance the cost to develop your case. So we pay for your medical records. We pay for medical reports. If we have to put the case into suit, there are expenses involved with litigation, court entry fee, marshal's fee you know, deposition fees, whatever they are, we advance all those costs. So as an injured party, you end up paying nothing out of pocket. Those costs and those fees are only paid to us if we recover money damages for you. If there is no recovery, you owe no money damages, you owe no monies whatsoever, no legal fees and no costs. And the reason we do that is we want people to concentrate on getting better. So when we have somebody hire our firm, we tell them there are basically two things you have to do. Number one, you have to follow up with your doctor's orders and and follow through with your doctor's care so that you get better as quickly as possible. And then you have to follow up with us when we need information, you have to report back to us. We want to put them in a position where they don't have to worry about any of the finances. We take all the financial risks, so all they have to do is concentrate on getting better. What information can injured party get by visiting your website? So our website is quite robust as far as information. I have written, I think, 10 books, 11 books, 12 books. Uh, Two of the books I've co-authored have been bestsellers. One book I wrote with a former insurance adjuster that teaches personal injury lawyers how to get money for their clients' cases. So we have a lot of information on our website. So Someone could go to our website and could download any one of a number of our free books. So our books will tell you what to do, what not to do, how to get better medical care, how to get better quicker, and what they need to do to help us get them more money for their personal injury case. They can also download workbooks where they can keep track of all of their accident-related information. So if they've been involved in a Connecticut accident and they contact us, we'll be happy to overnight them two of the books that we've written that tell them the things that I just went over. The other thing they can do is they can look at, we have a a library of probably 150 videos that answer a lot of commonly asked questions about personal injury cases, what doctors to see, what to do, what not to do, how cases progress. What are some of the things that that insurance adjusters don't want you to know? We also have hundreds of articles that we've written that answer a lot of these questions as well. People will also find that there's a a form that they can fill out and they can contact us and one of our attorneys will be happy to contact them. They can also contact us and speak to us about their case over the telephone. 
or they can call us and we'll schedule a free consultation where they can come into our office and we'll discuss the specifics of their case. What's interesting is if you've been injured in an accident, you don't even need to know what questions to ask. When you contact us, we'll ask you the questions that will elicit the information that we need. And after we ask you the questions, after we review the facts of your case, there's no obligation for you to hire us. In fact, if somebody wants to hire us on a contingency fee basis where we advance the cost to, to develop their case, we provide them with a 30-day no-cost, no-fee guarantee, which means for 30 days after they sign that retainer agreement, they can discharge us for any reason. They can just say, I don't like the sound of your voice. Give me my file. Give me everything that you have. We charge no fees and we charge no cost because we want people to be comfortable in knowing that they've hired the right lawyer for them. So this is a way that we enable them and allow them to develop a rapport, to see what kind of work we do for them, to see what type of, of things we do to develop their case, to see how accessible we are. And, and we're very accessible. I mean, I give new clients my cell phone number and I say to them, if you need something, call me. But please call me before you do something. Don't do something and then call me and say, should I have done this or that? Before you do something, call me. So we're very accessible. And I'll tell you, the best thing about what we do is, and I think it's very evident when people hire us, is that we truly care about our clients. We truly care about their cases. We truly care about getting them the best result possible. And, and the more you care and the more people know that, the greater sense of satisfaction they get. And, and I can tell you that that's borne out by the fact that we get a lot of business from personal referrals. And then one of the accolades we were, we were given, which we were thrilled to receive, is we were named one of the best uh, personal injury lawyers in the state of Connecticut for client satisfaction, meaning our clients say to us, we've done a great job for them. We're accessible. We communicate with them. We provide them with great information. We, we walk them through the process. We tell them what to do. We tell them what not to do. And, and it's really... It gives me a great sense of satisfaction because what we're able to do is we're, help, we're able to help people through situations that for them are quite dark, are quite frightening, are, are situations where when you're sick, when you're injured, when you're not working, when you have bills piling up, when you don't know what doctors to go to, it's, it's in many cases just paralyzing. And we're able to take those people and help them through the process and get them to the point where their lives are put back together. And it's, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's something that makes us very, very happy. Richard, how can people who need a personal injury lawyer in Danbury or Stanford or Norwalk or Bridgeport or New Haven or Hartford or New Britain or Waterbury, Connecticut, get a hold of you? They can visit our website, which is www.h c w l a w dot com so it's h for hastings c for cohan w for walsh hcwlaw.com they'll find the books they'll find the videos they'll find the articles they'll find the the form that they can fill out they'll find the telephone number they'll find testimonials they'll find a lot of great information that can help them make a decision as to how they would like to proceed with their case but again i want to go back to the fact that the very basic thing that everybody that has been involved in an accident needs to do is consult 
with a personal injury lawyer because I can tell you this, you don't know what you don't know. And you'll find out what you don't know in many cases after it's too late. 